Georgia Dow is a therapist, but she's not your therapist. This show should not substitute a personal consultation with a professional. I mean, you know, Georgia, this is um, this is a hard thing to ask because your dad died. <laughs> Wait, why are you laughing? So just, confused. This is this is really awkward. Just let me know if this is inappropriate. But um, I like inappropriate humor. Humor is a great way to deal with sorrow. So I am all in. Okay. Right. That was my, my technique. Um, so, so they released something in Canada this week. Um, it's a Nerf assault rifle, and they're not selling it in the United States. Oh, my God. And it was really inconvenient for me because, like, your dad died. And I can't, like, call Georgia on the phone and be like, Georgia, can you please run to the toy store and buy me this Nerf assault weapon? And I'm looking on eBay and I'm like, God, these are going for $400. I can't, I can't ethically spend $400 on this Nerf assault rifle. But I can't ask Georgia to like go to the store and get it for me either. So let me tell you about the assault rifle. It's called the Nerf Nemesis. Nerf Nemesis. It, let me, it, yes. I'm going to look it, it up. Has, I have to look this up. It has a gravity fed hopper. So it's loaded with like 100 balls. And oh my God. they all shoot at 100 feet per second. So it's really violent and accurate. And <laughs> oh you my can just like, shoot people for a long time. So if it's Oh my not, God. It, it says that it is, it, is, it is frighteningly fast. Yes. Why are they right. only selling this in Canada? Nobody's going to use this in Canada. They're going right. to. They're all, they're all just going to be True. nice to each other. This actually so, looks so, like, this actually looks like, um, like a paintball gun. It, like this is not. Yeah. It looks yeah. like something out of Gears of War. Like you just put like a, a chainsaw on the front of that and it would not look out of place in Gears of War. Right, right. So um, like as you can see, and then you take it apart and you wire it with LiPo batteries and up the, <laughs> the like little 18-gauge wire inside of it with 12-gauge wire. And you can easily get it up to shooting 140 feet per second, which is deadly. So um, oh. yeah, I'm hoping you can like go to a toy store and mail me one if that wouldn't <laughs> be too much trouble. I- I <laughs> I think that that would be a great way to end my time of mourning. Uh, would be uh, purchasing a uh, Nerf uh, Nemesis. Yes, they have them at our Canadian Toys R Us. That's great. I mean, I mean, if if Frank's dad died, like I know <laughs> that if I gave him one of these and then let him shoot people, he would probably feel better. So That's you true. should buy yourself one while you're there and, and then and, shoot Anthony. And then get to shoot right. people. That actually yeah. is not a bad thing. For those that do not know, my father passed away on Thursday. It was uh, quite beautiful. And thank you to, to everyone that sent me messages. Uh, that meant a lot to me and uh, to everyone, of course. Uh, all of you for, for sending me heartfelt messages as well. It was uh, really nice. So uh, to what was my biggest fear is losing my father. Um, it was nice and it was peaceful and we were ready to let him go and... and uh, and he didn't suffer. And so it was nice. Yet. And you've, you've now overcome your, your biggest fear. So, you, like, you can rule the universe, I'm pretty sure. Right. That was the only thing holding me back, really. Oh, God. So, so what are you yeah. going to be doing yeah. now? Like, punching sharks in the face? Or, or what is, what's, what's next <laughs> I don't on know. your list? I don't know. I, I still have not done my falconry. And, uh, so yeah. I, what, I what's up with that, Georgia? Wait, wait, wait. I told, now I you've got to have an awkward conversation with your mom. Like, yeah, mom, when you die, it's not, I'm really worried about it anymore. <laughs> Oh yeah, I've conquered that fear. You know, it's no big. Yeah, I'm oh ready no. for that. Just so you know. <laughs> oh God. Well, the funniest thing is that 
my, my we're all we all have like this morbid sense of humor like we're all like like that's the way that we cope with stuff and I really like it but my mom was like you know right after that she's like well you know I'm gonna be next and I'm like mom can't we at least brace it out a little bit like you know can't we deal with yeah. it and because I'm the youngest and so much and she's like actually she's like you're gonna have to bury everyone and I'm like okay oh, mom, oh, mom. That's like, really? oh my God. I go thanks mom and she just oh. she got a chuckle out of that which was it's like healing to to deal with laughter some people like you know i guess it's not good for laughter but um you know we we do need to we do need to start the show but i just yes, i really yes, hope yes. that mailing me a nerf assault rifle will be very cathartic <laughs> yes. for you that, that, that's an important part of the grieving process i've, I've heard that is true it's, it's just it. one of those things i'm writing a reminder writing a reminder to myself <laughs> oh my god i can't or tomorrow i really I did georgia i really did i had the nerf <laughs> I had the eBay window open, and at first oh, I was like, so "Oh, funny. I could spend two hundred dollars on it," but God, that's so. Ugh. And then it went up to three hundred, <laughs> and then four hundred, and I'm like, "Oh, I can't do that." You could get an Nerf. you could get an NES Classic for that kind of money, right? Nerf. Well, yeah. By the way, Steve, I need to come over to your house sometime, um, and Frank is going to distract you. That's yeah, I'll, I'll make sure to lock that up in, yeah. the, in the attic <laughs> yeah, you before you come that. over. You have a lock on your attic? I will by the time that Bree gets here. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, what, okay. what do you have in your attic that you have a, a, An NES a lock? classic, obviously. We just talked about right. this. Where were you? Also, that's where you keep your pandas when you put on your panda suit and creepily like hold baby pandas. Uh, you, you know, the, don't don't give away all of my secrets. <laughs> Seriously. So, Micah, Micah, before we start the show today, I okay. So, so summer weather has officially started in Boston. Like it's up to fifty degrees. That's awesome. <laughs> That's enough so, for people to wear shorts up here. So it's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> so I started like uh, I I was uh, you know, my Audi TT is in the shop for the four hundredth time. It's oh, been no. three months since I've gotten it. Yeah, I decided to get airbags put in. Um, and thank you but, for that, by the way. Right? No, it's no problem. <laughs> so, Micah, what I was thinking for you is I've spent so much time like modifying my Audi at this point i started looking at all the mods that are available for dodge stratus and <laughs> yes i gotta tell you dude lambo doors you have got to go out and spend that thousand dollars on lamborghini doors for your dodge stratus like they just shoot right up in oh, that the is air. cool right that is they really cool that though like, Okay, that sounds awesome, yeah. actually. That yeah. really sounds awesome. You should do that. And then you can get, like, these mod kits for the whole body so it looks like it's, like, built down to the pavement where it's only, <laughs> like, an inch above the ground. And the, the kits, like, for an Audi are, like, you know, thousands of dollars. But yours is just $200. Oh, you can get snap. that look for your Dodge Stratus. That, yeah. That's all. That I mean, you'd almost be wasting money by not buying that at that price. Right. <laughs> This yeah. is it. Come on, Micah. No, no, this sounds really cool. I, I you know, my, I already get complaints enough whenever anyone rides in my car that they feel like they're sitting on the ground. So if I <laughs> could get the kit that makes it look like it's only, you know, an inch off the ground, then, you know, you're just, yeah. you've taken it all the way, which is frankly what needs to happen. Yeah, you need but to lean into it, Micah. That's what it just is. Just lean into the, <laughs> the low hanging uh, stratus. I, I love I'm, the I'm glad you the... said that, Steve, because I also oh, looked boy. at modded parts for a Honda minivan. And believe it or not, there are people out there <laughs> that specialize in putting mods for your minivan. So you could get like performance chips, and you could put a wing on the back of it. A wing? You could paint, yeah, like a, a performance wing. So like, a, like, a, like one of those giant, obnoxious spoilers? Yeah. Would, would that make the minivan look worse, though? Nothing really could. Even more okay. awesome. Nothing could make it. Listen, <laughs> I, I, I mean, there is a need for me to be able to intimidate the other drivers at Hebrew school drop-off. Yeah. So, you know, that could actually be, a, you know, be a benefit to me. You know, I want okay. everybody at the Hebrew school drop-off line to just get the frack out of my way so that I could get my kids into class when I'm running late, you know? Yeah. 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 So you put the nitrous in there and then you just... <laughs> Oh you just gosh. blast out of the parking lot. Yeah. 
We, it's, you just go from zero to ludicrous speed in 3.4 seconds. That's fantastic. Just, Let's do it. That just could do it. That could do it. I the minivan for a weekend. We'll, we'll, we'll fix you up good. Just <laughs> While leave it playing the, the suspension may completely <laughs> disintegrate before before you get to the first traffic light, but you know. It'll be great. Yeah. It'll be awesome. Suspension's overrated anyway in a minivan. You don't really need it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, come on. You you don't need suspension. You just need to look cool and drive out of Hebrew school parking lot with nitrous while blasting ludicrous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I mean, in fairness, it, it doesn't matter how many wings and spoilers I put on the back of that car. It's not going to look cool. But, you know, we could try at least. Yeah. It could be fun. It could look fun. It could look fun. Fun, dad. Well, let's not let's oh, not yeah. get ahead of ourselves now, Micah. Dad, yeah. No, you let's, know let's what not. you could do, Steve, is you could paint it like twisted metal, the ice cream truck van. Oh my! Twisted metal, and then you could just, Ooh. and then that would just be so scary to the that other kids. That would be awesome. But does that mean I yeah. would have to drive around in like that creepy clown makeup if I was yeah. if I had, oh see I don't I don't do makeup though I don't know if I could commit to the role. Could we do it like the a, like the A team van? No, all you need is to cut out a picture printed of the the clown and then Mm. just stick it on the window so when people look they see that yeah oh okay yeah Yeah, that's good as as, and then i can terrorize multiple people passively rather than having to take an active participation in that that's good i I could get behind that passive that's called chlorophobia by the way just just so in case you were thinking Fear of clowns. Well, we have gone on quite the tangent. Um, <laughs> what were we talking about? I have no idea. <laughs> Is there a fear of getting off track? Not for this, this show. show. Yeah, <laughs> Not for yeah. this show. I this show it. is desensitization, desensitization therapy for that, if, if there is Perfect. such a fear. Yes, you oh, come, oh. yes, I, I love that idea. Yeah, you've got a new treatment. You can say you, and it's like it's self-serving treatment, Georgia. Anytime someone mm. has the fear of getting off track or off the path or whatever this this phobia happens to be, you're like, you know, there's this podcast. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna prescribe this podcast. Take take two episodes <laughs> of this and call me in the morning. <laughs> and that you know it's perfect there are probably also other phobias that this podcast cures like fear of sudden shouting um fear of of assault rifles assault rifles <laughs> I mean, i'm sure that whatever rifle. fear that this podcast solves it creates two more so fear of awkward That's situations like That's where micah true. is suddenly talking about uh people like weird superhumans who are children or whatever it was like there have been multiple occasions where i've said some very strange things uh you this this podcast it's a cure for for many ailments most ailments uh we should we micah should get- sarja is not a doctor that's not medical advice <laughs> yeah. you know. not a doctor. <laughs> uh, micah sergeant is not a doctor <laughs> if you need a doctor you should look one up i don't remember how the disclaimer goes at the beginning of the show georgia dow is is a therapist but she's not your therapist you mean and you're micah not reading sergeant- that live every week <laughs> oh crap i just spoiled the fun <laughs> um speaking of spoiling fun Let's talk about United Airlines and uh, just how fun that airline is. By the way, did you hear that today some United Airlines passenger got stung by a scorpion? scorpion. Yeah. Oh, my God. Wait, wait, wait. wait. I've been out of It, like, jumped or fell out of the overhead bin. Yeah. This is a lie. There's no way that (laughs) that that could happen. Someone was stung by a scorpion? This This is a thing that happened, Georgia. Yeah, this is this is a thing. So um, let, let's let's back it up a little bit. And it was a Canadian. They're going to be too. so cheap to fly United soon. It was a Canadian man on a United Airlines flight, and so a Canadian couple returning from their vacation. My husband felt something in his hair. He grabbed it out of his hair, <gasps> and it fell onto his dinner table. Ew! As he was grabbing it by the tail, it stung him. Ew! Oh, oh that's so gross. Oh my god! They really wanted. They had. They really. Wanted to, um, you know, get off of the old topic about beating people up and wanted to find something new that people oh would be speaking my. about. Oh, my. Do you think that's what happened? Auto no, so, sure. like, guys, we're joking about this in all seriousness. But, I mean, this is a serious topic. I mean, it, it intersects on so many different different issues, including, you know, the demasculization of Asian men in society. Uh, frankly, 
I'm frustrated that uh, United is taking all the heat here and not the Chicago Police Department, mm-hmm. right? Who, yes, who, yes. Who you know, committed this uh, violence, uh, you know, getting the people out. But you know, before we start talking, uh, let's like, give people a quick rundown yeah. of, of what happened. Basically, uh, this was a United flight. It was oversold. Uh, they started giving people— Can I, can um, I, can I yeah. say something to that, Brie? Yeah, Because it was ahead. not actually overbooked. What's it not? Okay, go ahead. No, it wasn't, which makes it so much worse. This was they they was it was it was properly booked, and then uh, they wanted to move to four of their their crew members. Yeah, so they, on they, the flight. Yeah, so like one of their partners' crews needed to get to a particular airport in time for another flight, and that's why they were asking people to volunteer to uh, to take another flight. The flight wasn't overbooked. That's what makes this like right. so much worse already than it already is. So go ahead with the rundown because that did come out after uh, after the fact. We now know that to be true. So, but basically, um, you know, this was a they the they started asking passengers to get off the plane. Three agreed uh, voluntarily to take a voucher that, by the way, is below the fourteen hundred dollar minimum. You should like make them pay you because that's what's guaranteed to you by law. Uh, basically, there were three people on the flight. Uh, you know, they went off uh, the plane without incident. This one guy, the fourth guy, was an Asian. He was, uh, you know, he identified himself as a doctor, said he needed to get back to practice medicine. And then uh, United came and cops were called and they violently dragged him off the plane. Uh, it came out today that two of his uh, teeth were broken. Uh, he suffered a concussion and he may need surgery from everything that happened. So, you know, this is a, it's a, a very, very serious incident here. And, uh, you know, really follows a, a pattern of abuse by United, which is even before this is an airline that I absolutely refuse to fly. So, uh, yeah, I mean, what what's everybody's take on this? Like legally, they they don't have much even standing to this because what happens is that you already have paying customers. They're supposed to take preference over um, crew members and people that are not paying to that. <clears throat> I saw all three of the videos and um, he spoke calmly. He was relaxed. He was telling them why. He was even on the phone trying to get a hold of his lawyers. One is because he had the next day, the the, um, the only next flight was going to be the next day to be able to deal with it. And you're absolutely right, Brie. For any flight that is over four hours of a delay, you're supposed to pay up to four times the price of the flight that equates up to um, $390, which, by the way, you should never take a voucher. You have a full right to get that in cash because when an airline tries to do that to someone, then you can get a voucher that's like like $20 vouchers that you have to, like like 60 of them, $20 vouchers, and that you can u- only use one for each flight. So there's also really, really shady to that. Did not offer it to him, tried to bully him to that, and then the amount of brutality that he would suffer to have um, broken nose, um, concussion, and to be losing two of his teeth, and then dragged unconscious down the um, edge of the, the flight to that, there's something really wrong with our society that something like that could happen, and that um, they weren't actually, they weren't police officers, right? They were the uh, flight officers or something? It was like right underneath police officers. Is that correct? Uh, as I understand it, yes, but they are under the mandate of the Chicago Police Department. Right, so, right. They're like right. aviation officers or something, right? Right, right. Basically, that, they, they're supposed to be airport. trained, though. These are, these are not just anyone. These are supposed to be trained officials that are supposed to be guarding our safety to have that level of brutality. And then the CEO of United to come out at first with this... Like they tried to slander him. They said at first, I don't know how they could even say this, that he was being belligerent and loud and um, that they had a right because he wasn't listening to them to try to leave when they asked him to, which was fully within his rights. The He made this. It was they really tried to make this out. And and then someone else from United also said, well, you know, he didn't understand. Uh, he wasn't understanding what they were saying because he was Asian or something. It was really disgusting the level of what they would go to in order to try to protect the company and not really take responsibility for something that's absolutely abhorrent. To see him coming back and you could tell when he's saying, I have to get home, I have to get home, um, bloodied back onto the plane 
and you know that he's had a head injury. Like you could tell that this yep. man has had a head yeah. injury and their thoughts are not, oh my God, let's keep him safe. They all like, they, he fell unconscious. They dragged him outside of the plane, traumatized everyone also that was on the plane. Um, then he comes back and then they, they then notice that they have completely let this get out of hand and completely screwed up with all of their policies. That this could even happen is the scariest thing. Thank God for people with cell phones, because you could already see yeah. from all of the posts, postings that he put out, he tried to say that I support everyone that's there. I support all of my crew members and uh, you guys did the right thing. And he was being belligerent and difficult. And that's why we had to deal with that. And so right. we didn't have recordings from every single angle because there's three recordings that I've seen from all different angles that show exactly that that did not happen. And if it was overbooked, they might have actually had a right to be able to have him leave. Um, but because it definitely was not overbooking, um, they really don't have and even if they have like you cannot ever assault anyone. So that wouldn't even matter to that. Yeah, it's, um, yeah. it's horrific. So, Micah, I mean, I mean, you've been kind of quiet today. Like, I'm curious what your thoughts are on this. Um, I, you know, I hate to repeat saying the same thing that everyone else is saying. And uh, so far, I think most of most of my f feelings on this have been covered. Um, the only thing that I'll add to this is, uh, and I'm glad, Georgia, that you you brought up the point that you did about how the the cell phone video helped to back up the point of view of the the person who was injured um because you know i i did see a lot of blowback from uh, from groups of people who were saying well shame on everybody who's you know sitting who the, all the passengers sitting in their chairs who are just filming this thing and not helping out and doing this that and the other and frankly had we not had the passengers who were sitting in their chairs and filming we would not have had the evidence required to uh go against you know the 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 voice of the ceo who's saying that you know this was all on the passenger and i think that's very important because i feel that in a time when we didn't have these small cameras and, and video uh, video cameras in our pockets, camcorders in mm -hmm. our pockets, we would not have, we would have likely trusted, or most people at least would likely have trusted the, uh, the voice of the company, which is terrifying. Um, and that is no longer, that's no longer a factor. And I think that, you know, the same thing applies in situations where we're dealing with even more, uh, quote unquote, real law enforcement, mm -hmm. um, because mm -hmm. anytime there's a situation where police don't have body cameras and thank there's you. no other way mm -hmm. to have this evidence, thank God for the people who are filming those situations, because we would not have known about police brutality being at the level that it's at if it wasn't for that evidence. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And you know that in areas where police do have body cams, especially ones that they cannot self turn off. Um, the levels of um, uh, complaints against police officers and police brutality has gone down by 80%. Now, I think that it protects both. So if you're doing the right thing, it protects you and it protects the person that you're with. So this is not something that is anti-police because it also protects the police officer mm -hmm. from having someone say that they did something that they shouldn't have done. And Taser, the company now called Axon, is offering free body cameras to every U.S. police officer for a year in all of the United States. Free. Which is, which is awesome. And I like you want every police force to jump on that. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I think there's a lot of legal framework to work out. I mean, you know, I've had Boston uh, globe op-eds on you know my strong support for uh, body cameras because it's, as you say, Georgia, it protects both the police officer and the, um, you know, the, the citizen, right? Like yeah. it gives an objective viewpoint about what's going on. But there's a lot of legal framework about, around body cams because it, they seem to just mysteriously turn off a they, lot of yeah, the time. You're right, and we've got to start to figure out uh, you know, what happens when those cameras are mysteriously turned off. Uh, yeah, you and know, that, that might be, be something, yeah. That, yeah. that definitely has to have like that you 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 know that they cannot be turned off. There so, there is some you know, privacy issues. If I'm issues elected, there too, yeah. if I'm elected, I'm definitely going to look into that. Like that's it's a huge huge thing that has to happen. But yeah, yeah I wanted to you know I think um, we've talked about a lot of the issues around you know, the the abuse of this guy and the 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 benefit of cameras. I want to talk about how disappointed I am with the local paper which decided to investigate this man's life. 
Uh, oh, you dig up yes. things in his past. I didn't, I've got to be straight with you guys. I didn't even read the article. I didn't click on it because I don't want, even want to deem that kind of tactic. As if anything he did in his past could possibly justify um, you know, what was happening to him. And it was so disturbing to me on Twitter to see people like, oh, well, you know, he did some things back in the 70s. Well, you know, that justifies to get the beaten up. beating the crap out of him on a plane. I mean, it was really disturbing. And you could tell by the CEO's statement the day before, which, by the way, is just a, a textbook example about what not to say, uh, right. you know, in a PR crisis. Put out an apology. He only put out an apology when his stock lost uh, yeah, one billion dollars. A billion dollars. But you know, my point is like it was it's hard for me not to believe that like United is part of, you know, who was behind there like investigating this man's life and putting dirt out there for the press. Oh, you oh, know, BuzzFeed <laughs> didn't touch it. You know, yeah. Vox didn't touch it. The New York Times didn't touch it. They had to go to some, you know, local paper to get them to do that. And I just think it was um I absolutely believe United was behind that. You know, I think too. it's disgusting. When they're saying that it's randomly randomly selected, it's not random. It's based uh-huh. On what they're based on their co- their uh, contract of carriage, it's based yeah. on what kind of fare you buy and mm-hmm. whether you're a part of their frequent flyer program or not, and when you checked in, and it's which basically is going to tilt the scales towards people who are buying you know the, b- buying discount fares. It's completely classist to select people that way because nobody who's buying a first class seat would ever be asked. To, no. to, you know, to move. and Actually, that's not true. That's not true. It came out. You can see it on my Twitter. It's another story from a man that bought a first-class uh, ticket. Huh. It was treated in exactly the same way by United huh. just two days earlier. Uh, oh, really? Saying, okay. Which was really shocking. So, huh. yeah. But he um, had the cheapest of the, the first-class tickets. Right, exactly. And the reason that he got bumped was because they had a uh, higher level first class person with more whatever p- flyer yeah. points that they wanted to give in a first class seat. So then they stuck him in coach because he was the lowest level of the first class people. It's 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 just dirty. It, fe- it makes you feel dirty just reading about it. Like it's mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure that there are valid business reasons for it, but the whole concept of overbooking planes and then having to ask people to get bumped just feels I understand there are efficiency reasons to do it that way, but it just feels dishonest to begin with. And, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, if you're going to do that, that's your problem as the business. That's not a passenger's problem. And I don't know what's happened that's let businesses like disrespect their cu- their paying customers like this. You know, I mean, even irrespective of everything else that happened, it's just like, how do you how do you just treat people who are, you know, patronizing your business like cattle and or or like cattle? Yeah. Like that they they t- truly didn't matter to think yeah that you could ever assault someone. Um yeah. and in such a horrible way to see this poor man dragged dragged like a corpse across the floor with his shirt pulled up. Um unconscious outside of the plane i i just don't understand what goes on in your head it's almost um like when we go through you know when we we try to train people that are supposed to be law enforcement officers for sensitization training so that you know that that people are humans and to empathize with people that are dealing with many different problems because you deal with people with mental illness you deal with people that are going through poverty you go through people that have been traumatized from very many different things and you want to always remember that these are people these are people's family and friends and loved ones and cared ones and if this was your son or daughter or mom or dad how would you want them to be treated and always treat them in that way yeah and the the amount of of levels of of failure in this is shocking i think there's a tendency now to treat customers as data points and not as people and you know it's very easy to look at be able to see everything about somebody and not you know not see them as a person you just see them as rows of data and you know when when someone who's higher up is making these decisions they're not thinking about the people who are behind it they're just thinking mm-hmm. about you know the numbers that are making up whatever their target is for that day and then they're i mean the 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 way you handle the situation is you keep offering more and more until somebody decides to just take it um and it's not it's not to do this yeah, yeah. 
Uh, and I'm not so sure it's it's just a, a now thing. I, I I think the shift, of course, goes from from you know the just pure money to paying attention to the data sets that are in you know the computer algorithm that determines how the finances work or whatever. But uh, I, it, it seems to me. Uh, I just I don't see this exact same thing happening. I feel like we're very, 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 very complacent when we get on an airplane. There's something about being in that little tube and, and in this because it's already such a it's one of the most structured things that you can do because of the the TSA and all of these things. All of it's very dehumanizing, I think, to a person mm-hmm. yeah. as you're going through this whole thing and you're getting put in this line and you're having to go through and have your whole body touched and scanned and you go in and you know that you have to act a certain way because if you don't, then people get suspicious, and then that leads to other routes, and especially if you're a person of color or anyone who is not a white straight man, and you have all these extra layers of, of just trying to look as as uh, peaceful and you know not, not kicking yeah. up any storms as possible. All of that leads to, I think, us perhaps being a little too comfortable with giving up our freedoms or, you know, it's, it's almost as if uh, that kind of thing is more tolerated. And we hear stories like this all the time and they're now, you know, coming out and pouring out. But this seems to be a thing where there's some, some level of holdover. But um, I do want to touch, Bree, you had mentioned this earlier, and I think it's a very important thing. Um, of course, the company is being absolutely terrible and all of these situations that are coming out are horrible. But yeah, we do have to talk about the police force um, because yeah, as you had mentioned, yeah, they're not like full on police officers, but they are like under the, uh, the, the umbrella structure that is the Chicago police force. And uh, this is just another case of police brutality and yep. they, they got called in and they continue to uh, treat people as less than and that's it, it's awful with the nation paying such close attention and scrutinizing mm. it's it's a wonder that these like are these police officers like not watching the news or not hearing anything cuz even if you are like a bad person you'd think that you would be deterred from doing these things anyway knowing that even the smallest misstep is going to land you in some level of scrutiny uh, that's that's where i'm like what are the what's the thought process going on here i, I that's that that confuses me at least i i have to say michael like growing up in the south uh, a place with a lot of white supremacy I think you might be underestimating how emboldened uh, mm. a lot of people feel under mm. with Trump's win. I mean, it's very much, uh, you know, um, a kind of thumbs up to that kind of, you know, stay in your place. Mm. Um, and, you know, like my husband saw this and he had a lot to say about, you know, them, them targeting somebody that was Asian. Um, you know, like the, the doctor was on record for saying he felt like he was uh, targeted because, uh, you know, Asians like model minority and kind of, you know, just go along and don't cause a stir. Um, you know, I think that's that's very, very upsetting in this case. Um, I, I think like we've got to talk about like outcomes here. The only thing that's going to get United's attention is if you choose to not fly them. That's it. I, I, when I agree to go do a speaking engagement, I have two things in my rider. I, I will not stay at United. I, I will not fly United or U.S. Airways. Um, and I will not uh, fly through North Carolina because of their policy on transgender people there. Um, you know, you have to put your own principles into action here. And even if you yourself are comfortable with, you know, taking that risk and flying this airline that dehumanizes people, you're putting the more vulnerable in a, a, a position where they are going to be abused. So, you know, this is really, um, you know, corporations don't stop unless it affects their, bo- their bottom line. Mm-hmm. And the thing I've learned is bullies don't stop until someone stops them. Yeah. And that letter from the uh, you know, United CEO, Oscar, um, what's what his name? Is it, um, I'm blanking on it. Yeah, yeah, their, their CEO. I read that as an utter lack of empathy for the person that he brutalized. And that's a bully. And the only way to stop a bully is to stand up to them. So I really urge all of our listeners to just stop giving them your business. They don't deserve it. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely agree. <laughs> uh, 
uh, all right. Well, let me go ahead and tell you a little bit about uh, our sponsor this week, and then it's we not will... United, is it? It is not United. <laughs> oh, God. That would be awkward, wouldn't it? <laughs> oh, that would be way. really interesting. <laughs> you can get some vouchers by no, that is not our sponsor. Our sponsor is Indeed Prime, and they are indeed pretty cool. Uh, this episode is sponsored by Indeed Prime. Indeed Prime helps software engineers land their dream job. Candidates get immediate exposure to the best tech companies with just one simple application to Indeed Prime. Companies on Prime's exclusive platform message candidates with salary and equity up front, and the average salary offer for software engineers is $125,000. Indeed Prime is 100% free for candidates with no strings attached. Invite your friends to Indeed Prime, and we'll give you $200 when they get contacted by a company and $2,000 when they accept a job through Prime. Start referring now at Indeed.com slash Prime slash referral. So again, that is Indeed.com slash Prime slash referral. And you can find all that information in our show notes. So thank you so much to Indeed Prime for sponsoring this week's episode of Disruption. Go get your $202,000. Hey-o. Before we... Mm. Before we move on to talk about some Georgia Jow news, we are going to discuss Burger King, which also made some some headlines this week. And I tell you, I'm so sick of seeing the Burger King dude's face in my timeline everywhere with that that big smile, just looking so pleased. It was a real whopper of an ad. This one. Oh Lord. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, I couldn't not. I couldn't not. Sorry. Yes. You could. You could not. You could. I really couldn't, though. Yes, disruption is the podcast of self control. You have to take responsibility for your actions in that Uh, joke. uh, I'm going to tell Maureen. If I. If I Venmo you uh, the cost of a of a Whopper, can you buy a Whopper today? Wait a week with it, you know, sitting out on the counter, and then as soon as it's you know completely good and ripe, then go over to Steve's house and throw it at him whenever he comes out. For I work. mean, if it's anything like a Big Mac, it'll probably be exactly the same. I, I oh my goodness! Drove past Steve's house on my way to my college uh, speaking tour today, and I I thought about just stopping by. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. But I may do it on the way home now. Oh God! <laughs> well, if you're a thought at the There's door, a Burger King ten minutes away. Bree, have fun. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Anyway, I'm sorry to have derailed the entire podcast with my dad joke. Please continue. Very unprofessional. I know. I I'm the worst. <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Burger King caught some heat and some praise and some stuff in between uh, because they decided to hijack uh, the Google Home and Android devices that have Google Assistant's uh, smart assistant feature turned on. What did I just say? Who knows? But basically what it means <laughs> is if you say, I, and as I say this, my Google Home is going to chirp behind me, but if you say, okay, Google, or and that there just happened, or hey, Google, uh, then the device will turn on and listen to what you're saying. And phones will as well if you have this enabled. It's kind of like saying, hey, S-I-R-I. Um, they'll turn on and Which does that mean? Your, What's that S-I-R-I thing? I, I'm not, I can say Siri by itself. I just can't say that one word before. I, I believe it translates mm. to Ahoy Telephone. Is the, Ahoy uh, Telephone. Ah, okay, yes. okay. <laughs> And there's my assistant saying it can't help me with that. So anyway, uh, the ad was starting to talk about the Whopper. And then uh, it's like, well, we don't really have enough time to talk about the Whopper. So I have an idea. And the camera zooms in close. And then the person says, hey, G-O-O-G-L-E. And then it says, what is a Whopper? And it, immediately your, your Google Home device or your phone will show a Wikipedia article for the Whopper. And it'll start to read that back. Well, you know, within reason, people were upset that your your device had essentially been kind of hacked by this advertisement and started to read it. It was funny because it didn't take long for Google to switch off the functionality. So if you went and uh, tried to do it with the Google Home device, it would just not work. So it kind of like got the voice pattern down for this advertisement and it just would not register the command. And on your phone, if you did it, then it would just show you articles that showed about, you know, different companies or rather news outlets complaining about how bad this was. Well, 
Yeah, I mean that that's that is the extent of the thing and what what the the latest medium think pieces have come out to say is that you know this was not about uh Burger King hacking your Google Home device. This was about Burger King hacking the news cycle and everybody was talking about Whoppers, which I think is fair. So I have a question before we break into this. Have any of you or all of you uh eaten a Whopper or tasted a Whopper and what do you think of the Burger King Whopper? Steve, we'll start with you um i've i've i have patronized this restaurant chain but i've not actually eaten the whopper because i feel like it they yeah no it's terrible it's like the worst the worst fast food hamburger of any of the big fast food chains any of the small ones like it's it's awful like wow the worst their pickles taste like sad tears it is (laughs) is, which steve would know a thing or two about Yes, I, I and inevitably, whenever we go there, they get our order wrong in at least two ways. So it's it's like a whole thing every time we go there. But it's it, you know it's it's fine. Like it's not anything that I would go out of my way to get. I'm going to go to Georgia last because it sounds like she has thoughts. <laughs> uh, so Bree, have you ever had a Whopper? And what do you think about Whoppers? I worry every day about my husband's impeding early death because he loves fast <laughs> food so much. And our house is right down the street from McDonald's. If Frank could, he would eat McDonald's breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Like, Frank eats so much McDonald's that I'm really amazed statistically that he has not won the Monopoly game yet. (laughs) So, So I actually eat at Burger King quite a bit because... I can only eat at McDonald's so many freaking times. <laughs> <laughs> so I've eaten it all. I'll Truth. Admit, I love the Whopper. All I right. love that burger. <laughs> I I think it's great. And it's terrible for me. But yeah, I'll own it. I love, I love it. it. I love it. And, and Dow, Dow, what about you? <laughs> I, uh, I... I think that the Whopper is like head over heels over the Big Mac. I'll just say it. Yeah, Go ahead. Yeah, Send your hate it. my way. Send your hate my way. Um, it's true. I it's like true. that it's actually like flame grilled. So you get a little bit of like cooked like it's not like, you know, uh, like frozen kind of thing. So it, it, I think it's more flavorful than a Big Mac. Um, I I think that it's just tastier. I think that the Whopper is better. Would I want to have a Whopper every day? No, but if I have the choice between Burger King and McDonald's, I would rather eat a Burger King. I think that their Junior Burger is delicious. So, <laughs> this um, week we are is it the best burger, burger ever? No, I think that there's, I actually like some hamburger places better than Burger King either, like Harvey's. I don't even know if you guys have Harvey's there. But anyway, yeah, they, they do in the West, you can not make out your here. Hamburger. Harvey's or Hardee's? Okay, well, you can, you can make it any way that you want to. And I like that. And with all kinds of sauces. And so I find that one's actually a little bit more tasty than even the Whopper. But um, no, I think that it's they're, – they're good. I don't know. I, don't, I, I totally don't get your hate, Whopper hate there, Steve. <laughs> it's – there – I I can't. I can't. I, I can't. It's – it's oh, no. It's like I will get the chicken fries when I go there. Like that I will do. And their zesty sauce Those are is good. pretty good. But I, I can't Amazing. do their bur- – I can't do their hamburgers. Like it just <laughs> – I don't know what really? it is. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. 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 Too much really judgmental, Steve. I, I, know. I think like yeah. Like I feel ab- I feel about the Whopper how Micah feels about Disney. I this think rather. Oh. I think rather than picking your daughters up at Hebrew school, you should go to Hebrew school and take in some of the lessons <laughs> about forgiveness and acceptance are in the Old Testament. That's well, what I it, it isn't it isn't a kosher test. restaurant, so I think I'm okay with my with my synagogue <laughs> okay, there. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank you, thank you all for your your whopper opinions. Um, so, oh my Wap-pinions. god, no, Wap-pinions. no, you did not pour man- portmanteau that. I, no, uh, that is yeah, just as bad. It is not just as bad as that terrible joke you made. No, no that's pretty bad. So yeah, I mean, here's here's you know what people kind of were were upset about was the fact that you know they've got these devices in their home and or their phone and a brand a brand has creeped into their house and hijacked this system that they use to i don't know check the weather uh turn on and off lights uh check their calendar etc now 
Google actually caught some flack recently for uh, what was deemed a Beauty and the Beast, quote, ad, unquote, um, which I will continue to refer to it as because uh, I have feels on that, but I won't go into them. And basically, whenever you asked uh, for how your day was go or what, what was coming up for your day, then it would kind of tell you about the movie, The Beauty and the Beast, that was going to be coming out. And... So Google's kind of already in hot water for this. Um, and I thought it was kind of interesting that Google, or rather Burger King, chose to go with Google instead of Siri. And I'm curious, like, so why why did why did Burger King choose Google? Was it the assumption that Google would just care less than Apple would? And Apple would, like, you must take that ad down or or what have you. And really, like... My 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 main question for all of you, because I know how I feel about this, and it's simply that I think that we should have very clear uh, separation between the ads that we we choose to like be a part of by going to sites and and you know taking certain um, services and and you know watching television. We you know there's already agreement that those ads exist, but to to come in and kind of like hijack something in our house, I think that takes it a little bit too far. But like. How how do you feel? Because technically, they so all they did was do a a a, a query, a query, a query that anybody could have done. Because I could just go, "Hey, S I R I, what is a Big Mac?" And Siri would gladly tell me what that is. Um, so yeah, I mean, does this seem really gross to you? Is this something that would have gotten you to throw your phone across the room and burn down all of the Burger Kings in the surrounding area? Uh, I, I just, I just, I just want to know how you all feel. I feel like my my perspective on this stuff is always so off because, like, I'll see people on Relay and they'll be talking about like how angry they are about font spacing or whatever, <laughs> and I'm like. And like, yeah. I reported, like, I had to catalog four rape threats today. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. I can't, I'm not trying to belittle anyone's frustration about this. It's just mine is like, I'm kind of in a different universe, Micah. I have other things to be upset about. Georgia, do you have thoughts? I have thoughts, but I'll, I'll let you go first if you have, if you have thoughts. Uh, my thoughts are all over the place. So, um, I, you know, I think that. It's it's just one of these weird things of knowing where, um, you know, where something is an advertisement trying to sway our beliefs and what is truth in media is such a big deal that it would be wonderful if we had policies in place that would separate um, what is something that is paid for advertising versus something that um, we're choosing to ask for. That being said, I also think that any company has a right of if you're not paying for a service, you're kind of saying, well, I don't mind then being used as a service itself. And so that's why, like, I tried using DuckDuckGo as my, like, browser. Yeah. Oh, that was a horrible experience, though. Yeah, that, I tried that, too. It lasted me, like, three days, and that was it. <laughs> I really tried. I really wanted to. I really wanted to, and then I had to find a restaurant. Um, and it all went downhill. <laughs> It all went down. The there are no I'm restaurants back. in DuckDuckGo? You're trying to find Burger King? It was so... Yeah, exactly. I couldn't find the nearest Burger King. You know, Brie, you got to get a Whopper every once in a while. Yeah, and um, they're sponsoring the show. And um, oh, so it's a really difficult thing. I would love to have policies in place that would protect people so that they would be knowledgeable about what's happening. And I think that there should be uh, education to be able to help people learn to critically think and look at things without just... Being having those knee jerk reactions, which um, media then would have a lot of control over. I, I mean, I think that I, if you're surprised by this, I just don't even know what to say. Is 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 really my reaction to this? Like, there was an XKCD comic a, a few weeks ago where the guy walks into the house and they say, "Hello, welcome to our house, and thanks for inviting us." Assistant that I won't name because I don't want it to actually go off for you. Order two tons of cream corn. Confirm purchase. Just, you know, to see if anything was listening, because there is no there's not at the point yet where they can do individual voice recognition. So, you know, that's really what you need in order for this stuff to be secured. I mean, not to go all my voice is my password, but I mean, that's kind of what you need in order for this to not happen. And, you know, that's that's part of being on the bleeding edge. This is something that could happen. And, you know, Burger King decided to do something that was a little bit, you know, out of the box. They got a lot of attention for it, positive and negative. And, 
You know, if you're surprised by the fact that a random commercial could trigger your assistant to go off, then (laughs) maybe you need to reevaluate your relationship with that product. You know what I mean? Like it's you need to go into those things with eyes wide open is, is all I'm saying. Like there's like we keep saying there's a risk and a benefit to everything. The risk is that anybody could trigger it. That could be that happened to be a commercial in this in in this instance. You know, I mean, there are protections, and and Micah, you and I have talked privately about that because I've been looking into some stuff. They're not necessarily the strongest in the world, and somebody else could use your device in a way that you're not intending because it's not tying your voice to your identity. Yeah, I'm for what it's worth. Um, Shane can't trigger my hey. Sorry, and I can't trigger his. Hey, sorry. Um, oh, nicely done. I, nicely I totally done. Use, I smooth? would totally use it so much more if it was called "Hey, sorry." I would. I would be on top of that. <laughs> hey, hey, sorry. That's a very Canadian. Uh, that's the Canadian version. Hey, hey, sorry. Uh, sorry. Can you can you help me with this? Uh, can you help? We me can't make fun of Canada. Back? We can't make fun of Canada anymore, Micah. They're, you really can't. They're, they're the lesser. You, go of two ahead and try. Out. We are just so happy. Uh, yeah. Well. Okay. I. I mean. I think. Everybody, you know, that's this. It's very well said, and, and there are points in everything that I absolutely agree with. More so, I I just think this is very fascinating, and and Steve, I really do think kind of that last point as as frustrating as it is to kind of uh, to to go with that. It is kind of the the fact facts of life right now. These these devices are still very you take new. The good, you take the bad, you take them both. <laughs> yes, and there you have the facts yeah. of life. Georgia, uh, Georgia, <laughs> Georgia. What? What? No, no, no. Facts you know that you oh. know that we're a Golden Girls podcast, not a Facts oh, of Life podcast, right? Can we, really? Come on, come on now. Uh, thank you for being a friend, but you're really not being a friend oh. with that Facts of Life BS. Ooh. Uh, Ooh. Anyway, okay. rounding that out, I, I think the yeah we are still kind of early days with this, and people may not necessarily understand the extent to which these devices are not safe. Like just because it's inside your house does does not mean that it can't be, um, it can't be. Uh, exploited. And so perhaps what we can thank Burger King for is telling the everyday person that their safety is a facade and no one is truly safe from anything and uh, life is not eternal and eventually... And the world uh, never seems to be living up to your dreams when you suddenly find it when you suddenly find it out the facts of life are all about you <laughs> oh my god, oh my god. You. so yeah that's uh Sorry. That, wow. that's what burger king taught us that everything is sad and um wow. it's, it's 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 silly to believe in the beliefs of the renaissance man and instead we should go with the beliefs of the medieval man which is life is sad and then it's over. That uh, got so, that got as dark as a whopper left on a broiler too long, Micah. Oh, that was it did, yeah. didn't it? It did, didn't yeah. it? I, I mean I guess I guess I would say though that like I don't think anybody's gonna take that lesson from this at all. They're just gonna blame Burger King for doing something bad and then they're gonna go on with their lives. <laughs> so and that's why life is so terrible. <laughs> that's why it's all bad. That's why the facts of life suck. And in fairness, they should, because the Whopper is is a is a terrible burger and it's bad and it should feel bad. But you know, that that's it, that is what it is. All right. All right. Um, how do we want to round this up? We have, we have a happy question that has to counterbalance Micah's existential crisis that we all just lived through. Um, <laughs> Fair. Uh, though I'm sure Micah will find a way to make this, this depressing, too, because oh, it's about you know Disney. I will. Uh, this was the only question that came into us this week. But do please do write into us if you would like to get your questions answered on the air. Um, so we got a question from Tristan, and I, I would like to think I could use his name because this question is not exactly personal, who asks us, what are your favorite Disney park rides, both current and defunct? And Micah's is sadness. <laughs> so, <laughs> Wait, no, no, let's, let's include Micah. Micah, okay. ex- obviously you don't remember Disney, but just theme yeah. parks in general. Like, what yeah. is your favorite ride in general? Oh, I, I, can, I can actually name my favorite ride at Disney was Matterhorn Mountain. I remember going on that. That's that's a ride, right? I'm not m- making that the Matterhorn up. is a ride in Disneyland. Yes, 
Yes. 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 Woo. Okay. I thought it was. Yeah. I remember as a kid going on that and wanting to go on it multiple times. And there's this really scary part where when you get to the top of the mountain, there's like a Yeti and it pops out at you. Ooh. And so there's like that jolt of, of, of fear right before you go plummeting down the, the tall hill oh, yeah, that probably yeah. wasn't yeah, actually that tall. That. Yeah. So that. that was my favorite Disney ride. My favorite ride of all time is a ride in Kansas City, Missouri at a place called Worlds of Fun. And it is the Timberwolf. And it is a wooden roller coaster that will surely knock several of your uh, vertebra out of place uh, as you're going on the ride and give you whiplash and cause you to feel uh, the need for a massage therapist for multiple weeks. And I love that ride so much with all of my heart and soul. And I think like there's a part of me that just loves to be, uh, I guess, different from the crowd. And so many of my friends, I remember we'd go to World's Fun and they hate that ride. And I loved it. And I would always make them go on it with me. And yes, yeah, so the Timberwolf is my all-time favorite ride. But in terms of Disney, Matterhorn Mountain was so much fun. <laughs> Georgia, what's yours? Um, so I, I'm, we're all waiting for uh, Star Wars and everything. Um, but the the ride that I enjoyed the most and we went in, I think we did it three or four times when we went last was uh, the Indiana Jones adventure. And I just liked even the lineup. And this was before that I went down to um, Harry Potter area in um, Universal Phil- Universal Thank Studios. Um, so like this was before that, just so that you can kind of put it into place that, but we loved it. We had so much fun. We got a hat. It was great. Steve so, Bree, who's going to fight it out okay, for the next? All right. So, so my <laughs> mine is mine is test track at Epcot because oh, uh, what? Well, yeah, you ride in motorcycles and I ride in a minivan. Okay, so this is <laughs> it's a bit of a different experience <laughs> to me. But you it's well, you know, like you get that experience. I don't, and it's you know, I like I like the whole thing at the beginning where you're seeing how they're doing the crash tests, and you get to design your car, and I get to see whatever the girls are gonna get, what kind of monstrosity they're gonna create, um, flower covered monstrosities, and but you know, I like I just like the feeling of you know going through that part at the end where it looks like they're gonna take you through the crash test, and you're whipping through the through the the uh, the loops at sixty five miles an hour because. My stomach doesn't agree with like a lot of roller coasters that go upside down and stuff like that. I just end up feeling sick. I don't feel I don't like the feeling of it, but that is just like straight speed at 65 miles an hour. And I'm I'm like all for that. So just just roll down the windows of my TT and like and we'll go zero to 60 that fast. Like it will be great. It'll be great. Yeah, All but right. I trust the I trust the seatbelts in the test track vehicle a bit more than your car without the airbags. <laughs> I have airbags. I'll have airbags as of Saturday. So okay. Oh, so what's yours? Gosh, I have to go per park because okay. like okay, okay. okay Bree's so. gonna really break this down now. Right. So Animal Kingdom, the best ride there by far is Dinosaur. Uh, it's this simulated ride where you're in the dark and it, the reason I like it is because it tells a story about a stick in the mud doctor that tries to stop Dr. Seeker from doing what Dr. Seeker loves. And then he sends you back in time to, uh, where you're attacked by, uh, a Carnotaurus. So that's my favorite one in Animal Kingdom. Uh, I think in uh, Magic Kingdom, probably my favorite one is Buzz, uh, Lightyear's Light oh, Ranger. Oh, so much fun. Yeah, I like that one a lot. Uh, at Epcot, um, I, gosh, yeah, I gotta be honest, all of them suck at Epcot. What about They're the Frozen all terrible. <laughs> no, the Frozen no, no, Okay, no, okay, that's no, fair. No. They just opened that up. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. Sorry, Micah. And <laughs> at 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 uh, Hollywood Studios, I have to say Twilight Zone, Tower of Terror. Though I really like the Star Wars ride. So, yeah, like when you're a Disney connoisseur, like you you really understand all of these rides. Yeah, like, you, you don't you don't you don't waste your time on like you know the carousel. You go for the no, real no, the A-li- exactly. the A-list rides. Yeah, and I mean exactly. Toy Story Mania is also you know, a lot of fun in the same way that Buzz Lightyear is fun. So I don't think so because Frank always beats me at that. Yeah. I, I, could see that. I can see that can... putting a damper on your enjoyment of the ride. Well, I it's mean, arm you... strength for whatever reason. He's able to tug that string much yeah. faster to make it fire than I can. So, you know what? I think I have from like a few years ago, they had like a, one of those, like a replica of it that attaches to your television. So you could oh, really? totally like practice and then yeah, just blow them okay. out of the water the next time that you go there. 
That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to have like Arnold Schwarzenegger arms. And I'm going yeah. to just crush him. Yeah. You need to have like a Rocky good. montage of Toy Story Mania and, and just like <laughs> yeah. launch those rings. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that sounds good. That sounds good. Uh, I got all right. that's, all, that's all I have, Michael. So we, you need to tell people where they can write us or call us with, with uh, important questions like this one so that they can get the, so that we can have their questions answered on the air because we've, we've run out of our backlog. So, <clears throat> Well, if you'd like to get in touch, please do because we have run out of questions and we want to answer yours. And here is how you do that. You call 508 3532. That's 508-418-3532. You can also tweet us at underscore disruption FM with the hashtag disrupt me or send us a direct message if you'd rather keep things private. As always, please let us know if we can use your name on the show. Otherwise, we default to anonymous. Uh, go and review the show on iTunes because it does help other people find and discover our shows so they can also leave questions. And if you are looking for the show notes, you can look into that podcast app you're using or head to relay.fm slash disruption. If you're looking for me online, you can find me at www.chihuahua.coffee, where I will be talking about, no, no, just kidding. It's just links to different places like Twitter, where I will be talking about how much I wish I loved Disney. Uh, Steve, if people are looking for you, where can they find you? Um, well, you can find me uh, loving Disney and Hearthstone all at the same time, or you can find me on Twitter at Wicked Good. All right. And Bree, if people are looking for you, where can they find you? It's Cat on Twitter. Beautiful. And last but not least, my dear, dear mm. queen of the dash and oh, the underscore who I have missed so very much, Aww. Georgia Dow. Aww. Where can people Thank find you? Thank you. It is anxiety-videos.com or on Twitter. It's at Georgia underscore Dow. Awesome. All that's left is for Steve to say that thing he says every week, which is not pre-recorded, but is totally live every time. Steve, take it away. Go, go. Let the magic into your life and go listen to another podcast because we're done. Bye.